We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, I'm Dr. A. Steve Alexander. It is Thursday, November 16th. And this is the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, award-winning Sponsored by Underdog, Rival Fantasy, and Vivid Seats. Uh, that's Rick Kama. We're going to get to this after a busy seven-night, seven-night, seven-game night in the NBA. Here we go. <laughs> Doc, uh, let's start with the Draymond Green suspension here. Uh, there are many uh, fantasy um, and betting ramifications of this. He got five games from the league. Uh, on NBA radio yesterday, me and Antonio Daniels chopped this up, and I said he's going to get between three and five games. I thought the number would be three. I said the max would, would be five. He got the full five. So as we talk about that, to me, this is the league saying we are done enabling this awful behavior by Draymond Green because the Warriors continue to um, enable him uh, like a spoiled child who's going the wrong way. Um, you know, they they didn't punish him. Uh, well, they fined him, but they didn't suspend him for the punch on Jordan Poole. He was there on ring night. Um, and Steve Kerr, even after the, uh, you know, events was saying Clay shouldn't have been thrown out of the game and defended Draymond Green, that Rudy had a hand around Clay and all this kind of stuff. So um, I, I like that the league uh, banged on uh, Draymond Green here and gave him five games because the Warriors would not have given him anything if it were up to them. But, Steve, let me give you one more thing to, uh, to chew on here, and we'll get, we'll get this rolling. Um, Draymond Green is a droppable player right now in fantasy basketball in the right league. If you're in a super deep league, you're not dropping Draymond Green. You need to hold on to it. But if you are not in a deep league, if you're in a waiver-rich league, okay, and, and maybe with the – S-U-S-P, he can't be slid out of your dudes and into an I-N-J or something like that. So just kind of jammed up with five empty games from Draymond. Go ahead and cut him, guys. His numbers absolutely suck. Doc, as you know, and you've heard Charles Barkley talk about this, he is the master of the triple single. And uh, I'm out on Draymond as a fantasy player, man. He's no longer doing it for me. Uh, I've been out for a while. I, I'm not sure I was ever in. Uh, my buddy Jalen Johnson, like three seasons ago, had Draymond on one of our uh, office teams. And, I mean, we were getting trade offers every week, and nobody would ever take it. He had Draymond on his team the whole the whole year. He was kind of stuck with him. Uh, 
you know, and the whole optics of that thing, it, it, I, I don't know that he was like cutting off the air supply to Rudy Gobert. Just the, the look of it and dragging him across the court like that, like it just didn't look good. I, I mean, I'm not surprised he got five games. I just posted a, a montage uh, on my Facebook page, which I need to figure out how to get that on Twitter. Uh, X. <laughs> Good luck. Of all the stuff that Draymond, all the just dirty, cheap shots, just just stuff he does, he's done over the years, and it, it just keeps happening over and over and over again. As far as fantasy ramifications go, though, I mean, the guy scores like what six points a game, seven points a game. There's the rebounding is down. There's just nothing. Nothing to love there for me anymore, and I and I'm with you. If you're in a we uh, in a league where you need guys to play every night, in other words, if you're not in a rotor league, I mean, you're dropping Draymond. I, I'd let somebody else deal with it. He's at nine, five, and six on the year. He's under one in both defensive categories. He's shooting below fifty percent, guys, and he's aging and getting worse, not getting better. All right, so let's talk about Dario Saric and Brandon. Podjimski, and uh, it's it's like spelled Podjimski, <laughs> but the, the D is silent for everybody out there. It's Podjimski, okay? Um, Dario Saric, uh, to me, is a must-have pickup right now, Doc A. Uh, he already started that Minnesota game with Draymond Green, all right? So he is going to be a starter playing 30-plus minutes. Steve Kerr loves him, okay? Uh, 21 points, four rebounds, four assists, two steals, three threes in that game against Minnesota, and his numbers have been... Um, when he gets minutes, really good. Uh, and look, I I, I like uh, Saric, um, Doc. You know he should be center, uh, power forward eligible in a lot of leagues here. Uh, I I went ahead and picked him up. Um, I'm in a in kind of a waiver rich keeper league, and uh, I had a, who did I drop for him? I picked up quickly last night because I wanted some threes. Thank you, quick. He was fantastic last night at Atlanta. That was a solid streamer. Um, for your boy Cam. Um, I dropped him this morning and picked up Sarge because it's a light night. We got two games. And Sarge might have some staying power on my team here over the five games that Draymond Green is out, possibly beyond that. But I'm just kind of looking at this five-game window right here, Doc. I think Sarge is going to be pretty good. I mean, he's going to have to play with Draymond not there. And Sarge has been flirting with this all year. He's actually having a good season. And we're so used to him like having a good game and then disappearing for a week and and then coming in and doing something. But I tell you what, like I, it feels like Kerr is not ready yet to just go all full Jonathan Kuminga with us, which means <laughs> Homie Dario is going to be playing a lot of minutes. The other thing that we need to wonder about Golden State is when is Andrew Wiggins going to wake up and get out of this funk? So you tell me. Uh, they're telling me, dude, I'm out. I'm I, I'm I'm folded my cards, man. I'm out. There is a ton to love about Dario Sarge right now. So have we looked to see? <laughs> I thought you many... were going down a Wiggins road here. You went back to Sarge. Like, do you well, think Wiggins is he... going to pull out of this? I, I do you think he is? I don't know, man. I, I thought he was going to, but you know. Bobby Raffin says we need 20 games. I don't, we're getting close. Uh, <laughs> we are getting close. Man. I'm getting to the point where <laughs> I was giving Wiggins the benefit of the doubt. I would throw him in a DFS lineup or take a swing at him, an underdog or whatever. I'm, I'm just, I'm to the point where I'm staying all the way away from him until further notice, until he shows me something because it's been bad. 
Uh, the only downside with uh, these guys right now is Golden State plays three games next week and three games the following week. A lot of teams play four times in those weeks. That makes, you know, Dario and, and Pajenski a little little shaky. Uh, it, I, you can drop Andrew Wiggins as far as I'm, I'm concerned, right? Um, guys, he's shooting. Uh, let me th- let me think here. They played a couple of nights ago. I believe this is an updated stat. Fifteen percent from three point range. Fifteen percent. He's averaging like ten points, four rebounds, one assist, no defense at all. Okay. Uh, and he's a defensive player. So it's just it's very very weird here. Uh, it's super funky. Clay Thompson sucks now. Chris Paul sucks now. Andrew Wiggins sucks now. The only guy on this team that's cooking is Steph Curry. And you had the other night in that Minnesota win. Saric and uh, Brandon Pajemski hit for 20 points. It was the first time all year anybody other than Steph had hit for 20 points. Wiggins didn't do it. Clay didn't do it. Clay didn't do it. Clay didn't do it, right? Um, And uh, Pajemski here, uh, Doc A, in the Minnesota game. Took off 23, seven and five, one steal, three threes, made 50% of his shots and took 18 of them. Steve Kerr handpicked Pojemski. Oh, you're thinking, what about Mike Dunleavy Jr., Cam? He's the shot caller of this team. No, he's not. Uh, Steve Kerr is the shot caller of this team without the title. And I believe that's why Bob Myers is with ESPN right now. I think there was a little power struggle there. Uh, You know, Kerr wasn't playing the picks. Um, that Myers made, and I think that was just a whole thing. And Myers like, cool, I'm out. I'm going to ESPN. I'll make, I don't know, $5 million a year on the desk over there. I don't have to put up with this garbage anymore. But Steve Kerr handpicked Poge, okay? And he talked glowingly about him after the loss to Minnesota, the, you know, the fight game the other night. So to me, Doc, he's here to stay. And I can't say he's a 30-minute player moving forward, but to me, he's a half-of-the-game player moving forward at least, right? 24 minutes. Um, and you bring up a great point about Kaminga. You would think that with Draymond out, Kaminga, right? Green lit, and here we go. And here's the takeoff of Jonathan Kaminga. Steve Kerr only kind of half likes Jonathan Kaminga, right? Mm-hmm. And and Kaminga's not bringing defense. He's not bringing the rebounding that Steve Kerr said he wanted from him. Yeah, he's scoring about 12 a game. Okay, cool. I mean, it's really not that big of a deal here. But talk to me about Poge, and are you geeked? Are you leaving him on waivers? Where are you at? Well, I, I think we need to take a deep breath on Poge because the game before that, he played one minute, right? The game before that, he played eight minutes. The game before that, he played 11 minutes. The game before that, he played eight minutes. So what happened in that game on Tuesday that could have gotten him in the in there for 39 minutes? Well... Uh, Draymond decided to drag Rudy Gobert across the court by the <laughs> neck. Clay decided to grab on Jade McDaniel's jersey and not let go. And then when McDaniel's retaliated, they both just went uh, Darko Milicic on their on their jerseys. Remember when he ripped it off on the on the sideline? Uh, anyway, so those two guys got thrown out. They're already down players, and Poge got hot. When, when Kerr put him in the game and he he stayed hot and he looked incredible. And I like the fact that Poge is a Kerr guy, but I personally need to see this at least two more times before I'm going all in, because, you know, if those guys come back, the, the other thing we haven't even mentioned yet is Steph Curry's not playing tonight, right? 
He is out tonight, yes, against the Thunder. They say it's a short-term thing with the knee. He had an MRI. Uh, it feels load management-y to me, Steve. Um, I'm not worried about Curry long-term. I'm not. Are you? No. No, but to, tonight, like a four-game slate, no Curry, no Draymond. Are you – do you trust Clay Thompson and Chris Paul enough after you just got done dissing them? Would you put them in a DFS lineup tonight? No. Or are you going poge and finding other guys? Uh, I don't even know if I'm going poge in a DFS. It would have to come down to pricing and all this kind of stuff. I mean, you tell me. Is well, poge he's going to be cheap. <laughs> is poge a, a four? Is he a $3,800 player, a $4,000 player, as opposed to like a $10,000 player? Uh, if, he is, if he I'll is, I'm into out. it, right? And, and Sarge would be a guy that I look at as well. Maybe he's at 5600 or something moderate, right, Um, where you can get him in there and get some goodies. Um. Doc, Chris Paul, his shot is so broken that he passed up a 10-footer in the clutch against Minnesota the other night to pass to the corner to Sarge, and he got the shot blocked by Gobert. Chris Paul doesn't pass down 10-foot middies that are – it wasn't butt naked wide open. Like, Gobert was going to get a handout, but Paul could have shot over that. It wasn't like a contest. Uh, uh, Like, his shot is broken, dude. Not even the three – I mean, I get that. He doesn't have the legs anymore, but he can't. He's not even shooting the mid-range shot effectively anymore. And Clay Thompson, Doc, uh, let me make a point to you here. Clay Thompson is a brand name version of Tim Hardaway Jr. That's all he is right now. 14 points, nothing else. No boards, no assists, no blocks, no steals. He's like 2.43s per game. The percentages suck, like 43 overall 34 something from three. These are Tim Hardaway Jr. numbers. You can get this stuff off of the waiver wire. And Tim Hardaway Jr. Duncan Robinson is doing what Clay Thompson is doing right now. Your boy yeah. Duncan Robinson is doing what Clay Thompson is doing. He is. Uh, to answer your question, Poge is fifty three hundred at Fanduel. That's that's kind of pricey. What is uh, what is Sarge? Sarge, I just saw that he's uh, fifty seven. Okay, uh, I like Sarge more at fifty seven than Poge at fifty eight, but I. It depends on the rest of the slate and how that all stacks up. Uh, Poach at 58 doesn't, doesn't like bother me. It doesn't buzz kill me, but I like Sarge better at that price. All right. Yeah, all I right. was thinking about rolling the dice on Clay and Wiggins tonight, but and and Chris Paul, because there's just not not games, but I think you've talked me out of it. I like you said with Wiggins, right? Um, like these guys are garbage right now. I, I just, I can't go in OKC, by the way, doc, and you know this, they play defense, man. SGA's a great defensive guard. Giddy's long. He's not a great defender, but he's long and can get in the way. Lou Dort is obviously a phenomenal defender and he'll be on, uh, trying to think of the new construction here. Um, he'll probably be on Clay Thompson. Don't you think? Try to put a blanket on him, keep the confidence low, all that kind of stuff. But nevertheless, this is not a great matchup. For all those warriors that you're talking about here. Um, so uh Doc, let's move on, man. And let's talk about where do I want to go next here? Hey, let me do this. Let me do this. Yeah, hit them. Hit the people, man. Underdog Fantasy is the number one platform for NBA best ball and DFS player pick them contests. If you haven't tried underdog yet, new underdog users receive a first-time deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars and a free six-month subscription to Rotowire with promo code RWNBA. That's promo code RWNBA. Visit underdogfantasy.com or download the underdog app today and use promo code rwmba to claim your free rotowire subscription and deposit bonus rick speaking of bonus 
I played some underdog last night. I had a five-leg parlay out there. Four of them had a hit. Uh, I needed Keegan Murray to get one steal, right? Uh, somebody comes down the lane, puts a knee in Keegan Murray's chest. They take him out of the game, take him to the locker room, and they're like, we don't know if he's going to come back or not. We're in the fourth quarter. I'm like, that's it, dude. I, I'm going to be one steal away from betting $2 to win $87.50, right? Well, Murray comes back in the game, gets the game's clinching steal. I think LeBron got him, or Anthony Davis, I think, got him in the chest. But anyway, got the game clinching steal. The light lit up green. I got 87.50 last night. It was phenomenal. Doc, you are the man. Congratulations on that, dude. <laughs> um, it was Jackson Hayes, right? Big old gangly arms and legs Jackson Hayes coming into the paint. Keegan Murray, like, you got to have some serious iron nads to stand in front of Jackson Hayes at a full run. Doc, that's as brave as running with the Bulls in Pomplano or wherever the hell they do that. I don't know. Is that the city? Is that where they run with the Bulls? Pomplano? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where they run with the Bulls. Anyway, you know the running of the Bulls thing, right, where these – these people go out there and get trampled by, but like, why are you doing this? Why, why are you subjecting yourself to this horror and, uh, and, 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 uh, you know, death and dismemberment. I, I don't get it, man. Um, all right, let's reel it in here. Um, and I want you to tell us a little story here, doc, about miles bridges. Um, I know you're kind of, uh, interested I'll say, uh, in his return tomorrow coming off of suspension. Now the plot thickens here because Gordon Hayward, I know I roll right. Another injury. Uh, right hamstring strain. He missed Tuesday night's game. Brandon Miller missed Tuesday night's game with a left ankle sprain. Um, and I believe, Doc, correct me if I'm wrong, he sprained the ankle, came back and played, and then went back out with the same injury, which is not good, right? That means he's going to miss some time, uh, most likely here. But if, uh, and I, I don't, um, uh, I, I was on uh, uh, checking this out, I don't know, about uh, 45 minutes ago, and I didn't have, and it's early, right? It's still 11 17 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, they're probably a shoot around right now. So uh, we haven't gotten news about Hayward and Miller if they're going to play tonight or not, but they might not. So it appears the runway has been cleared for Miles Bridges to join the starting lineup with PJ Washington. What are your thoughts about this, man? Well, it's interesting. Like he's he's sort of been a forbidden topic at certain places um, with all the legal issues going on, and no nobody wants to, you know get into to all that i don't either i don't i don't really want to do that either but as far as just from a fantasy perspective everything i heard and read in the last two days is he's gonna play he's ready to go he's been working out with the team he's gonna play a significant role with that team pj washington has had some big games but he also has had some duds I don't know that he's the end-all, be-all to their needs at forward. And the last time we saw Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball play together, they were both going off. And Miles Bridges was really starting to ascend to become a really good fantasy basketball player. So, I mean, I think if he's still sitting on your waiver wire, you pick him up, you see what happens. Uh, I don't, I don't know how he doesn't go off. I mean, he's got a lot, he's got a lot of, a uh, lot of work to do to get back in the good graces of a lot of people. So I, I, I kind of think he's going to come out and go off. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate 
isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So uh, Terry Rozier is out as well, Doc, as you know, and that will create more um, shots, more point availability for Miles Bridges. So uh, pardon me one second here. Sorry, guys, still dealing with uh, some after effects of an illness. Um, Doc, look, uh, I'm kind of I'm, I'm in a stay away zone here. Because uh, I think temporarily he may be able to get busy a little bit, although we could have some rust that we've got to knock off. He hasn't played in the NBA in a long, long time. And eventually, Rozier's going to be healthy. Hayward's going to be healthy, and then they're going to audition him before they trade him. And you've got Brandon Miller, of course. You've got P.J. Washington. So it, we're kind of crowded here, and uh, I don't know. He was 20.7 rebounds and three assists with other goodies um, in that pop year a couple of years ago. And I'm not sure he can get all the way back up to there. But I do understand um, you being you know, optimistic about him and that kind of thing. And I'm not going to rain on that parade. It's just, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just not really feeling it, man. I'm not. Um, let's talk R.J. Barrett here, uh, Doc A. It's Rick Kamla and Steve Alexander, a.k.a. Dr. A, of the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Uh, R.J. Barrett is having a career year, Doc. Career high numbers in points, 22.6, assists, 3.1. And across the board with the shooting splits, 49, 50, 85, all career highs. He has missed four games, okay, including last night's win at Atlanta, which was the first win this year for the Knicks without R.J. Barrett. Then a one and three without him. So he's been a very critical player for them. Missed the last two games of the migraine. Um, and, Doc, I don't believe those percentages are going to hold up, right? I don't think he's going to shoot 50% from three for the season. But he's off to a great start. He's got my attention. Um, I do have him in a couple of leagues here, and I'm not typically a Barrett guy, right? Very low in rebounds, assists, blocks, and steals. That's an issue for me, um, but he's young. He's got upside. Uh, he's hitting his threes, and I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of hoping for more in the rebounds, assists, blocks, steals, probably futilely, uh, but he's still a young guy. I don't feel like the, the puzzle is totally complete on him yet, but where are you at with R.J. Barrett? Well, it's really interesting. I got a, a mailbag question about him for the Roto Wire mailbag uh, column that just went up on the site a few minutes ago and uh, started looking at it. And really the the only big difference between last year and this year is a 5% jump in his field goal percentage and a three-point jump in his scoring. Um, the rest of it is all not that different. And last year he was like 25th round fantasy player. Right now he's like five or five or six round five or six. So for, 
for just a bump in field goal percentage to have that big of an impact on where uh, these rankings put people and the way the algorithms work. Again, I think you have to take everything with a grain of salt. And like you said, regardless of how well he's shooting it or how many points he's scoring, he's still not going to get you rebounds. He's still not going to get you assists. The numbers are, are going to come down a little bit. But the fact that he is adding value to a fantasy team right now as opposed to um, dragging you down last year is is something. And, and the fact that the Knicks are winning when he's in there, like you said, he's a young guy, still developing, he's still learning. Um, it, it's a step in the in the right direction for sure. And I think it's kind of cool that, you know, if you've got R.J. Barrett on your roster this year, you don't have to ask yourself why. <laughs> good point and good line. Um, he's averaging 22.6 per game. This is not waiver wire stuff. He's got to be on a team. I know he's light in some other categories, but 22.6 points per game is too high of a scoring average to be on waivers. So if he is on waivers, and he, he it depends. Like, like I said, in a waiver-rich league, I'm in one of those leagues. Barrett can pop up on waivers. He's almost like a high-end streamer in this league. I'm currently rostering him, um, but he's in my out spot because of the last two games being missed. Now, um, I, I want to tee you up without any intro at all on Bilal Koulibaly, uh, the rookie out of France, played with Wemby last year with the Washington Wizards. Doc, go. Tell me about him. I, I love him. I had him in my uh, ESPN column yesterday as a, one of those on the stream team for yesterday. Uh, he's played very well in four or five straight games. Uh, he, The Wizards are awful. They have nothing to play for. Koulibaly is fun. I think the fans in Washington are really getting behind him. The fantasy community is figuring him out. He's still uh, very available in both Yahoo and ESPN. And, I mean, the steals, the defense, there's, there's threes, there's some blocks, there's some rebounds, there's some points, lots of minutes. I just think I just think it's time to get, get this kid on your team. His name is Bilal Koulibaly. A lot of people haven't heard of him or at least hadn't a couple weeks ago so um i i'm i'm picking him up everywhere um he's got a dope name balal Koulibaly. totally mm -hmm. cool name um guys this is a top 10 pick washington is heavily invested in balal Koulibaly. he has to play especially in a tank year uh for this downtrodden team um doc here are some numbers on Bilal because i'm with you i'm totally with you on this um last four games he's been 10 plus points in each game He's um, been 28-plus minutes in four of the last five. Great source for steals and threes. He's averaging two-plus threes and one-plus steals over his last five games. And this is with, you know, like good minutes, not great minutes. Um, and since we're on the topic of the Wizards here for a minute, I am so disappointed in Tyus Jones and Jordan Poole. Um, Doc and I are in uh, this league called 30 Deep. Doc uh, helped create it way back in the day. Um, 30 teams, and they're all industry people, okay? This is a badass, heavily competitive league. Like, this is an example of how competitive this league is, okay? So I'm watching the, the Grizzlies-Lakers game the other night, and I see Marcus Smart down in a heap. He blew a tire, right? And I'm like, who is this Gilliard guy, right? Don't even really know who the hell he is. Like this Keon Ellis guy with Sacramento. <laughs> Who is he? Why is he in Davion Mitchell's way? It's weird, right? Anyway, this Gilliard guy for Memphis, okay? I go to waivers in 30 deep. I'm like, 
he's definitely got to be out there, right? Thinking, all right, Smart's out, Jaws out, Rose is out. You know, maybe we get some goodies here. He's already on a team, in a 30-team league, okay? So I have Tyus Jones in the 30-deep league, and I drafted him. I didn't, like, go big on him, but I drafted, I don't know, Doc, fourth or fifth round, right? Like, he was supposed to be one of my – look, I saw 16, 17 points, six or seven assists, probably a couple of threes per game, probably right around 1.1 steals, something like that. Maybe not the best efficiency. We're on a bad team here, but, like – Good points, good assists, good steals, good threes, right? Doc, he has been awful. Last night, Tyus Jones, 12-3 in two uh, in 22 minutes. And that's the problem. And I think your boy Bilal Koulibaly is pinching um, the minutes here for Tyus Jones. DeLon Wright was before he got injured. And so the Tyus Jones, we can talk about Jordan Poole and what a disaster this has been for him, okay? But to me, Tyus Jones um, has been as big, if not a bigger disappointment than even Jordan Poole. They're both incredibly disappointing. I, I There's stuff floating around today on the web about Jordan Poole goofing around during a timeout and not paying attention to the coach. And there's reasons that Draymond Green punched him in the face and he's poisoned the team. Like I just thought he was going to get to Washington and be like, okay, I can be the man here. I'm going to be the man. And he just, he's been terrible. And then Tyus Jones, same thing. I mean, I thought we were getting a super value pick at point guard with Tyus Jones, and we're just not. like. And Koulibaly, I think, like, everything that's wrong with those two guys is everything that's right with Koulibaly. Koulibaly's uh, rostered in 7.5% of ESPN leagues right now, which means you can go get him in almost every league. I looked it up also. R.J. Barrett is uh, 68% at Yahoo. So, there, I mean, there are leagues out there where R.J. Barrett is just sitting there. Um Rick, the NBA season is here. On behalf of our friends at Vivid Seats, let's get one thing clear. Nothing beats seeing your favorite team crush it on the court to the sound of thousands of screaming fans. Every dunk, dribble, and heart-pounding play of your favorite team live and in person. Because Vivid Seats is the only ticketing company where you can earn rewards on every purchase, you can score amazing deals and unrivaled annual rewards all season long. Plus, with 100% buyer guarantee, you can be sure your ticket will be as legit as your love for the game. Visit vividseats.com, download the app today, and use promo code ROTOWIRE for $20 off your first purchase. That's promo code ROTOWIRE, $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase. Download the app or visit vividseats.com. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Indeed. Indeed. It's Rick Kamla. It's Steve Alexander, a.k.a. Dr. A, on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. How much staying power does Skylar Mays have? The shooting guard, who's now the point guard of the Blazers, because Brogdon's out, Scoot is out, and Anthony Simons is out. And Chauncey Billups is their coach and can't play anymore. Um, Doc, I just dropped Skylar Mays uh, this morning, again, in this. It's an eight-man keeper league, and it's a weird setup, but what the hell? I like keeper in dynasty leagues. Um, I don't like just regular redraft leagues uh, anymore. They bore the hell out of me. Um, and so uh, I had Skylar Mays. Um, I benched him last night for quickly because I wanted some threes. Skylar Mays isn't in threes. Okay, that's a problem for me, especially at a small position. You got to hit three. Give me one a game. He's not even doing that. Not even close. He's at uh, 0. 0.7 threes, 0. 0.7 blocks, 0. 0.3 steals over the last week, which is four games. Guys, that's fantasy gold. That's the stuff you win with. And so he's going 11 points, three rebounds, nine assists, 
Uh, the assists are really the only difference-making category here from Skylar Mays. But uh, if you're not giving me fantasy gold, it's no bueno, and um, I really can't do business with you. So I dropped him this morning for Dario Sarge. Again, this is a waiver-rich league, not a super deep league. Um, but uh, where are you at here with Skylar Mays, Doc? Are you rostering him? Are you holding on to him? Um, uh, where are you at? Uh, I wish my internet was working a little more slowly than it is right now. I, I don't know if the video's sucking up all the bandwidth, but I can't do anything here. Uh, I think Skylar Mays hit two three-pointers last night, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that was part of my underdog win, possibly. Uh, I don't know. I just know he's going to get a ton of minutes. I like, like the double-doubles he put up when he first got out there. I like his aggressiveness. Watched him play a lot. He takes it to the rack. Uh, I think steals and threes might be coming if they're not there already. Um, and I, I just think there's going to be so much opportunity for Skylar Mays to run this thing for a long term that, you know, I get what you're saying. You're in an 18 league when you're in an 18. No, no, league, no, no, no. Well, it's uh no, no, no. It's an eight keeper league. Uh, oh, so I shouldn't have even said it that way. I think it's a 12 team league, uh, oh. but, but it's a weird league doc. It goes, uh, you start, P, G, S, G, S, F, P, F, and C. That's you start five guys, and then you've got five bench spots, and then you got some injured spots. So um it's 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 kind of a cool setup. It's different. I'd like to have some utils out there, right? So you can kind of stack either small or stack big and go that way, but it's a, a five-start league, but it's a 12-team league. Okay. But regardless, he's played 30 30 plus minutes in four straight games. Two of those games, he was awesome. Uh the shooting was great. He didn't hit any threes, but he was shooting him. He shot six of them in the first two games. He had the double digits in points and assists. The last two games, he's hit seven of 21 shots. That's 30%. That's not great. Hit a couple threes last night. Um, averaging like, I don't know, seven points and seven assists in those games. So um, he's one more good game from turning this whole thing around. We've had two good ones, two bad ones. I love Skylar Mays. I'm in. I'm in for the long haul. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be um, one of those guys we look back on as like he's one of the pickups of the pickups of the early season. Okay. Uh, I, I am. Uh, I'm rostering Skylar in the Cam Dynasty. Um, uh, our, our Dynasty League. It's a 14 teamer. I am still rostering him in that league. Um, but I got some guys that are hurt right now. So when Brogdon gets healthy, like I'm just gonna cut bait. To me, Skylar Mays is a temp. Um, if you're in a deep league and you got Mays, keep him, okay? But if you're in a waiver-rich league and, you know, like it's a light night tonight and you need to go for a Sarge or a Pajemski because um, they're playing tonight, I, I would say uh, go ahead and drop Skylar Mays for one of those guys. So me and Doc are uh, on different streets here when it comes to Skylar Mays. Now, let's talk Clippers, Doc, okay? And uh, this will merge fantasy and reality a little bit. How much are Kawhi Leonard and Paul George enjoying the system? As in James Harden saying, "I'm the system," which is garbage. He was the system in Houston. He hasn't been the he hasn't been the, the system in a while. Okay, what a joke. Um, he's so delusional. He's so arrogant. He's so narcissistic, and he's such a choke artist. Um, but Paul George has expressed frustration on the court and in post game pressers. Kawhi Leonard left the locker room after the la after the loss at Denver without speaking to reporters. Russell Westbrook. Um, didn't sound psyched about the Harden addition when it first happened. Uh, there's no love fest going on here. Um, I have a prediction for you, Doc. 
they are a game or two away from bringing Russell Westbrook off the bench. I believe, Ty Lue, if the losses keep coming, coaches get to a point where they're like, I got to make a move. I just got to shake it up. What we're doing isn't working. So if you've got Russell Westbrook, brace yourself for a benching. I believe it's coming. And I do not believe his benching is going to go as well as Austin Reeves has with the Lakers because Reeves' numbers have taken off as a bench player. I don't think that's going to happen with Russ. Um, George is still having big games, right? He had a big game at Denver the other night, including the wedgie on the game uh, tying uh, potential shot there. Uh, but Harden, Kawhi, and Westbrook are all kind of canceling each other out right now. Their numbers are all way down. And Steve, I told Steve Ballmer not to do this. I told your boy. Steve Ballmer, I know your buddies with this billionaire. I told Ballmer not to do this on NBA radio and probably here as well, Doc. Um, but he did it anyway. Okay. You're 0-6 with Harden on your team, 0-5 with him on the floor. I hate to say it, Doc, but I told Steve Ballmer so. <laughs> well, and we all knew going in that this was gonna be an interesting scientific experiment. I saw something <laughs> on Twitter about some Harden got mad through a chair that may have may have bumped into one of the other stars on the team and made them mad. I, I don't know if that's that could totally be made up. I have no idea. Uh, all I know is was that on Ball Sack Sports? I don't know. Okay, is that where you saw that? One? I don't know where that was. But all I know, what I do know is those guys have got to be like, why is Harden here? We haven't won a game since he's been here. Paul George has had two like really miserable games with Harden around. Kawhi disappeared in the last one. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine that any of them are having fun. And just having that persona of James Harden there, and like you said, the out-of-touch with reality and the the prima donna and the the attitude and the I am the system, like it must be so awkward to be in that in that locker room right now. It, it, they should call it the awkward room instead of the locker locker room. I like that. We got jokes here for you here on the Rotowire fans. Not that good of a podcast. joke, really. It was, it was decent, man. It was I decent. Stumbled, I stumbled all over it. I look for me, the uh, Los Angeles Clippers, who, by the way, uh, I believe they're going to take an L tomorrow night in an in-season tournament game at home against the Rockets. Oh, the Rockets have won six straight games. The Rockets are really fun. And they're starting the Rockets in the Bulls. I mean, and it's there's some cool stuff going on. The Pacers, right? My Pacers. Doc, I had them in the playoffs before the season began. Uh I mean, I was wrong about some stuff, but I I, I was high on the Pacers, man. And I, I'm they're my Pacers. They're my plucky little little team that could Pacers, man. I'm digging what they're doing for sure. Um, my I, I, my bold prediction for uh, ESPN was that the Pacers were going to win the East. What? Are you serious? It, it was bold. They wanted bold. I gave them bold. But yeah, I've been. I'm. I like to. I like the boy. makeup of the Pacers my team. My boy. Yeah, my boy. Um, the Pacers are so freaking deep that they just bought out Daniel Tyson. He'll be a clipper. Isaiah Jackson, who's a shot blocking monster, can't get on the floor unless Jalen Smith is injured. Um, Jarris Walker, a top 10 pick. Doc, I don't think he's played a minute this year. Maybe a couple in garbage time. And then uh, uh, Jordan Enwara is a good player. Can't find any burn for him. 
And then you have like the layers of starters and second unit, right? The Pacers are deep and talented and well-constructed with vets and young dudes. And that guy, freaking Halliburton, man, whole, I, I mean, I almost want to cuss about it. I'm so excited about uh, <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton. Like uh, I, I'll say, holy cow. Okay. Instead of uh, something else, but we're talking about 25 points, almost 13 assists. He's leading the league in assists by like two and a half over Trey Young. Actually, after last night, <clears throat> Pardon me, that might have changed a little bit, but Doc, Tyrese Halliburton is knocking on the door of top 10 player status in this league. He is knocking on the door of an MVP candidate right now. That's how dang good this guy has been. Giving it to Joel Embiid the other night in that win at Philly. Remember the scoop shot against him? That was cool. Hit a step back three um, to clinch the win. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton's taking over the league right now, Doc. Yeah. And, I mean, we knew this was coming when he, he's going three, four, five, six in fantasy drafts. I mean, that tells you, you know, people who pay attention to numbers and, and know what's going on saw this coming. And I still can't believe the Kings gave him up. But the Kings, you know, they had to get rid of him to let De'Aaron Fox be De'Aaron Fox. And De'Aaron Fox has been fun. And uh, the big man, Sabonis, is playing well for the Kings. The Kings have turned the corner. The Pacers are turning the corner. So at first I thought it looked like a big win for the Pacers, but it, it's kind of a win for both organizations. I love Tyrese Halliburton, though. I, I mean, he fits so well in Indiana. I think he's made a home there. Fans love him, and uh, he seemingly, seemingly can't do anything wrong right now. And I do feel like like Halliburton and uh, Anthony Edwards are, are both just about ready to, to take over the entire league. Yeah, SJ as well. And obviously yeah. that uh, party got started last year, but these guys are amazing, man. All right, Doc, let's go to the streets and let's check out some of the comments here with the people. But first, LeBron versus Jordan, Magic versus Bird, Barkley versus McHale, Kamala versus Alexander. Basketball is synonymous with legendary player rivalries. They make the game more fun and give fans the storylines that raise the stakes every time those players meet on the court or come up in conversation. Now, every player matchup and head-to-head -head debate can be settled on rival fantasy. This NBA season, you can play challenges where you decide which NBA player will score more fantasy points in their next game. Play the rival fantasy in-house challenges or create your own and get a friend in the mix with customizable social challenges. Sign up at joinrival.com slash rotowire and get a $200 deposit match. It's time to step up to the challenge on rival fantasy. See you in the arena. Speaking of rival Challenges, Rick. I know you have a new topic, but how disappointing was Chet versus Wemby the other night? It was a big letdown for me. Sad. Womp, womp. I mean, they <laughs> let down they let down the president of the big man alliance, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq calls himself, uh, yeah, I think he does this too, right? The president of the big man alliance. I love all Shaq's the best, man. Shaq was like, he was like a disappointed dad. After that game, that because I don't usually watch. I mean, I, those are my guys, right? But I don't usually watch pregames and in bridges between games. But for some reason, I had that on, and uh, and and Shaq was what was me about Wemby and Chet, and, and he brought up a great point. They don't guard each other, Doc. Zach Collins is the five for San Antonio. Chet's the five for OKC. So they're banging against each other occasionally on a switch. You'll get Wemby on Chet. But it's very few and far between, man. And both guys did not have good games. It was an awful, dreadful basketball game. Um, when uh, when it was announced that Trey Jones and Keldon Johnson were out, I was like, San Antonio's got no shot in this basketball game tonight. 
And I felt like San Antonio played like they had no shot in that game. They were a lifeless carcass of a basketball team. Agree. All right. Move on. Let, what do we got? What you got? All right, dude. Out? Let's go to the streets here. Um, and let's uh go uh, let, let's go back to the beginning here. Um, do I drop bro? Hold on a second. Let, let's uh pull this one up. Uh okay. Uh Mr. A says uh, we got Doc A and we got Mr. A. How about that? Uh we got do I drop Brogdon for Keontae? This is a good question. This is a good question. Why would you have to drop Malcolm Brogdon is my question. He's been out long enough. Uh, he just recently in, in the Yahoo Leagues had the INJ put next to him as, as opposed to the Q and then the O when he doesn't play. All right, now he's INJ. We can move him to the INJ spot and just stash him. So to me, this is not a drop situation with Malcolm Brogdon. And hell yes, giddy up on Keontae George. Where are you at with this, Doc? Uh, well, if he's asking about dropping Brogdon – you probably can't put him on the IR. So if, if you're in a situation where you don't have an IR and you're just eating Brogdon games, I mean, Brogdon is going to be out a while, right? I don't think we're going to see Brogdon for several weeks. Uh, and Keontae is on fire. I want, you know, I went from being like, who is Keontae to why is everybody hyped about Keontae to, oh, this is intriguing to, uh, I need this guy on my team because like, was that last Tuesday or last Thursday we were doing this? And that was the day that Keontae started like, like right when we were getting ready to talk about him. So uh, yeah, I, I'm all in on Keontae. If you have to drop Brogdon, I think you do it. I, I, I hate to, I don't want to drop him, but you may have to. Um, I agree with that. And think of the thing with Brogdon is, his value is um, it coincides with Scoot and Simons being out. So when they come back, Brogdon will come off the bench. He'll be more in the 15, 4, and 5 range as opposed to the 20, you know, 5 and 6 range or something like that without those guys. So if you have to drop Brogdon, all right, then go get Keontae George. Um, 20 team league here. Uh, and this is uh, Eon Doc. Uh, let's pull this up, give Eon some love. 20-team league got Dre, 10 cats with Tex. Should I trade him? Um, your league awards Tex? Okay. Uh, that's a hockey-like penalty minute thing. Uh, weird, unusual. Um, should I trade him? I mean, that Who the hell Dre... is trading for Draymond Green right now? He Dude, doesn't get that many Tex. Technical foul league. He doesn't get that many texts, does he? I mean, dang, the last two of the last three games he's been ejected. So, yeah, you're banging right now. But, I, <laughs> Doc, I got to be honest, okay? I invented this sport, this thing that we're talking about, a tech league. You give this man advice. I don't have advice on a league that has technical fouls. I've never done a league like that. We are in the weeds right now, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's twenty te- It's twenty teams, and they give credit for technicals. Uh, I, I'm just hanging on to. I'm hanging on to Draymond in that in that scenario. Twenty team league too, man. Um, I'll, I'll ride with Doc's analysis right there. Uh, <laughs> uh, the heady heady analysis here on a technical foul league. Um, you learn something. You learn something new every day. Um, Eon also says, um, as as Eon takes us out of the twilight zone and, and back here to reality. Uh, thinking about trading him for Keontae George or Bilal Koulibaly. Who in the hell would trade Keontae George or Bilal Koulibaly for Draymond Green? Okay. Like, again, are are the technical fouls from Draymond Green literally like a difference maker between winning and losing for your team every week? Like, is it like that? So 
Um, but I would trade Draymond Green to get into either of those players. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, I, dude, the technical foul league is funny. Like, like uh, Brian Rosenworcel and I have talked about years, like starting just the weirdest fantasy basketball league ever and only do like per minutes and like all the stuff that like only offensive rebounds count, only it's fine, like weird stuff and just have a, a, just the most bizarro fantasy league we can. It sounds like uh, Eon's ahead of us, though. He's already there. Good for Eon. You're you're in a different league here, man. Um, and uh, I'm not saying I wouldn't play in a tech league. I just think it's unusual, and that's fine. Uh, but Eon, thanks for uh, watching us here on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, and uh, thanks for the questions. And good luck to you, my friend. All right, we've got Fantasy Hoops Noob, uh, who says thoughts on Jabari Smith and Tari Eason. Doc, go first on this one, man. Well, I answered this uh, in the mailbag from Fantasy Hoops Noob. It's the exact same question. It's on Rotowire right now. Uh, like I said in the in the reply, uh, Jabari Smith was a number three pick for them. Tari Eason was like 17-ish, I believe. Uh, Jabari Smith is getting 25 minutes a game. Tari Eason's getting like 17. I, I think all the focus is let's develop Jabari Smith. He's more important to us than Tari Eason. I, I just think – I don't really know what the question is here, but if you're trying to decide which one of these guys is going to have – the bigger future in Houston, I think it's Jabari Smith. I love them both, okay? Uh, but Tari Eason is planted on the bench, barring an injury. Their, um, their starting five is ironclad, and it's working. Shengun, Jabari, Brooks, and Green, and Van Vliet. Um, frankly, it's, it's one of the better starting fives in the league. I love the blend of athleticism and grit and old and young and shot making and defense, and they really cover all the bases here, guys. Jabari Smith is in a bad spot. He is in a hard spot to develop here now that they went out and got Ime Udoka and Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet and Jeff Green, okay, because they're playing and they want to win, and that's all bad news for Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith needs to be on a ass-rotten team where he can play 30 to 35 minutes and get a ton of shots, blah, blah, blah. That ain't going to happen, guys. What you're getting from Jabari Smith right now is what you're going to get from Jabari Smith Barring, God forbid, an injury to one of these guys. And Tari Eason, I love him, okay? I, I think Tari Eason has a chance to be a star in this league, okay? Like like 22 points a game, goodies. He's a really good defensive player. He makes threes, a high-energy athletic guy. I love Tari Eason. And he's planted to the bench. And Amen Thompson is going to come back and be off of that bench. I know this Houston thing is nice, man. I'm really liking what Houston has going on. But those are our thoughts there on Jabari Smith and Tari Eason. Now, uh, let's get one more in here, Doc. Uh, let's go to uh, Maul Labis. And uh, Maul says, uh, Beal, should I be worried? Um, it's Maul, right? Maul. Maul, you shouldn't be worried. You should be hitting DEFCON 1. <laughs> okay. Boom. Where's the panic button? I'm punching it. I'm pouncing on it. Okay. Got Doc, you already know this, man. I mean, think about this. Beal was reported by Sham Sharania to be playing last night with Book, with Durant, the big three. Here we go, the whole thing, right? And then we get the news from Shams that Bradley Beal is not going to play and we're going to have to push off the debut of the big three again. Um, I am so upset with Bradley Beal right now. Um, I have him on, the, on my Cam Dynasty team. 
I, I feel like I've got a carcinogen on my basketball team right now. Like I please somebody for the love of God, come get Bradley Beal off of my team. I tried to trade him. I did. I went around the whole league and I did not ask for all that much. Nobody biting. I mean, nobody biting. Even our boy, Eric Seitz, who is a season ticket holder for the Phoenix Suns at Footprint Center. Didn't want anything to do with Bradley Beal. And I knew at that point I was screwed. <laughs> and you can't drop him. He's too good, right? You can't trade him. You're stuck with him. That's where we're at with Bradley Beal, Maul. That's where we're at. And he's walking around with one leg. And now, you know, he's got a back problem. And his back act acted up again yesterday. That's why he didn't play in that game. You know his next leg injury is just around the corner. Like, <laughs> it's And now he's – and it's also, like – the whole thing about Bradley Beal's game was he was the guy in Washington. He was the man. 30 points a game in back-to-back -back years. Now he's literally like the third or fourth best player on his team. And I just don't. Who would be better than him? Why Isn't he just their third best player? Who would be the... I'll go third. Fine. I'll go third. You're going to put Grayson Allen over Bradley Beal? Is that what you're I trying mean, to tell at you? this point, I don't... I don't. <laughs> Grayson Allen's more valuable to the Suns. He's been really good. I got to give it How to about him. about that? He's a dirty-ass cheap player, but he's been really good for Phoenix, hey, man. He had another sharp game last night. Have Eric Seitz rank his Suns, and I bet you Beal <laughs> was not number three. My man, Doc, it's always a blast hanging out with you here on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, man. Anything else you want to tell the people before we sign off? No, I think I'm good. Uh, I, I was hoping we would have time to get into the in-season tournament. All right, we, we do. Did, 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 tell them a spiel about the in-season tournament. What you well, got? I got in our, my buddy Jeff Snyder, who I've played in a fantasy league with since 1993, somewhere in there. And uh, he was like, man, I love this in-season tournament. Our, our little text thread for our FanDuel group. And I was like, eh, I think it's kind of dumb. He's like, why do you have such a <laughs> negative attitude about it? Like, why, can't, why do you have to be a, a downer about something that, that I enjoy? And I'm like, well, it's not that I – It's You're dumb. a thief of joy, Dr. Ray. You're I, I a am. thief of joy. I was like, I just don't think most people care about it. I don't think most people understand what this pool play is. I don't think most people care. And he's like, well, I'm really into it because the Pacers are 2-0. and and that's, I said, there it is. I go, what if the Pacers were 0-2? I don't think you'd give a rat's you-know-what about the end-season tournament if your team was not 2-0. Because he's a huge Pacers guy. He loves the Pacers. Like, you and I like the Pacers, um, but different. Like, he loves the team, whether there's money or fantasy or anything involved. He just loves the Pacers. I'm more of a guy, a, a player guy. Like, I love players. And I don't really – like, you're a Timberwolves guy. I'm a Hawks guy, but – I, I don't care as much as I used to about the team. I care about players. And therefore, the in-season tournament, to me personally, doesn't mean that much. But if you love the Utah Jazz and they're doing well in the tournament, go watch it. Have fun. Get into it. Enjoy. I like it. Um, I like some of the courts. I hate some of the courts. Uh, Utah's court with the pastel purple flush. Uh, the Bulls court with the red on red on red on red flush. Um, really like Philly's court with the blue and red contrast. Really like Boston's court, uh, the Lakers court, the Bucks court, um, the Pelicans court. Luca complained about it. 
Um, I loved it. It was psychedelic. It reminded me of like a dead show back in the day. I, I dug it, man. It, it like took my, it like took me to into a, into a, a, a like a, a mini basketball hallucination or something. I don't know. I dug it. Look, Doc. I understand what you're saying, and I understand people like waiting and seeing on it and walking into it, not running in on it. Um, you know, I mean, I, I partially work for the league here. Okay. I'm with NBA radio. Obviously we're very tied in with the national basketball association. I worked at NBA TV for 17 years. So I've been a league guy for a long time here and blessed and privileged, um, to be able to say that and live that life. So, uh, I'm very, I'm very plus on it. I'm very pro on it. Uh, but I do understand people like waiting and seeing on it and stuff like that. Um, I like the debates that it's generated, you know, with the courts and is it going to work? And, um, frankly, as an NBA journalist, it's awesome, Doc, because these are uh, – look, it, it, we don't want to be too quick to jump to conclusions about stuff, right? So it, it makes it hard to talk about the league every day in a spicy, entertaining way. So it just gives us one more thing to talk about, one more thing to get geeked about, one more thing to sell to the people. Um, and so I, as a broadcaster, uh, an NBA broadcaster, I'm really, really enjoying it, man. Um, and that's not just, you know, sort of the – you know, the, the employer employee kind of thing. I mean, I'm watching all these games, man. And like, I'm watching them on nights when it's not an in season tournament night doc, but um, I don't know. I'm digging it, man. I'm having fun with it. I'm looking at it like glass half full, not glass half empty. Well, and I'm not even looking at it as glass, glass half empty. I just think a lot of people don't care, uh, but there are people that do love it. And that was the goal of the league. I mean, the league, the NBA doesn't want people thinking the NBA starts on Christmas day, which correct. You know, and, and this is in a way going to help that. And also I think it's going to be different. I think once pool play is over and we've got the teams that advance and then we have more of a, we can set up brackets. You can probably do more betting on it make it more right. interactive. Right. Like, I think once the playoff portion of it gets here, it's going to be more, it's going to be more fun. And for those that, you know, I'll just let you know real quick, 30 teams all competing in group play. Uh, there are six groups. There will be six group winners. And then there will be one wild card from the East, one wild card from the West to make up the eight uh, team quarterfinal. And that will be single elimination knockout uh, from that point forward with the uh, final four being in Las Vegas. So um, I'm, I'm fair to partly geeked about it. I really am. Um, but maybe I have to be. Anyway. <laughs> For Steve Alexander, a.k.a. Dr. A, and our whole crew here at Roto-Wire, I am Rick Kamla. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening and making your comments. We'll see you next Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern time right here on the Roto-Wire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Bye-bye.